the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. And welcome in. Kathy Emmons with you from the Word FM studios. Happy to be with you today. Happy to have you along. And my on-air partner, John Hall, joining us from the at-home studio. John, how goes it? Good. Greetings. Happy to be here with you, Kath. It's it's certainly a rainy day today, isn't it? Uh, I said to my daughter before I left, it couldn't be a more neutral day. I mean, if, if you enjoy a tan, a brown, a gray, that's mm-hmm. all we've got. I like it. <laughs> I, I was a little worried. Weren't you a little worried about the uh, the rainfall? Because we, it's been such a dry winter so far. Right. There's been no snow. There's been no rain. Right. Makes you fret a little bit. Well, after watching all of the uh, video we saw from California yesterday, the day before, no. I mean... Of course, I saw the rain starting, and I thought, oh, my gosh, here, it's going to happen here. I mean, what those poor people are suffering out there, John. Good grief. What do you think, though? What does that even mean? I don't even know. I mean, it's it's shocking. What do you think, though? And this this might be a – maybe this is a lame take, but I just I feel like I need to bring it up because it came into my head. Okay. Go what ahead. about the celebrities who are sending the videotape, <laughs> putting it on Twitter, like, this is my backyard? Well, I, I, they're just the same as everybody else. You know, they're amazed and, you know, sort of shocked and horrified by what's taking place. So, right. I think it's That's something all. about. I, I haven't seen them, quite honestly. I, oh, you haven't. I think it's something about being no. uh, being used to the fact that the celebrity is going to tell me what to do. Do you know what I mean? They're going mm-hmm. to tell me what I should believe and they're going to tell me what I should donate to. And they're, and so as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding? Oh, no. Maybe it's like the celebrities are just like everybody. Right. Because no one's immune from the things that are, yeah. are falling from the yeah, sky. That's a good point. We're just like the everyman. Right. That's a good that's point. Yeah. You're just a lot right? nicer. You were a lot nicer about it than I was. <laughs> I thought I thought there no, are millions. What, do you of, think they're like. Well, it was just weird. It's like there are millions of people suffering. And then all of a sudden I mm-hmm. see a couple celebrities who are out there with their phone in their backyard saying, well, this was my backyard. Never looked like this before. And I thought, I don't know, maybe it's a good time for you to back off a little. Maybe so. I'm sure it's scary right. for everybody. So the rain falls. Yeah. So Heck yeah. fortunately, I can't we, imagine. I mean, we have nothing like that here. So I'm just going to say thanks. Hey, I also want to say thanks to all the people who were with us on yesterday's show, because I, I I can't think of another technological meltdown like we had in studio yesterday. And it was a variety. A it was a variety of factors all working together. So if you were with us at the end of the four o'clock hour and into the five o'clock hour, well, God bless you. That's all God I have you. to say. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I think yeah. I think yep. we're, yeah we're we're back and and uh, things are slated to be much better than yesterday, my friend. Okay, let's hope so. All right, uh, we'll take a, a quick. Uh, oh, the news, right? Yeah, I mean, for goodness' sake! Holy smokes! Yeah, right. I was ready to get on the show. It's a very busy news day, of course it is. So, without further ado, Kath, please give us the top four at four. All righty, John. 
It's Thursday, January 12th, 2023. Number one. Hundreds of flights were delayed in the U.S. this morning, a day after an FAA computer glitch prompted a ground stop. More than 1,300 flights canceled Wednesday and over 10,000 delayed. The FAA says it appears a corrupted database file brought the nation's aviation system to a halt. Um, the FAA is still working to understand why backup systems failed to keep the notice to air mission system running. That's NOTAM, which basically allows potential safety-related info to be released to those using the airspace. Um, but I, I was reading an article in CBS about it today that kind of explained it. Um, and the aviation safety analyst that they have, Robert Sumwalt, gave the FAA credit, John. He said, quote, I think that in an abundance of caution, they stopped all airplanes from taking off. And I believe that was the right thing to do. You can read more about that on CBS News website. Number two. Maybe that's what happened to us yesterday. They corrupt out of Do you think that's what it was? I'm not sure what happened to President Biden, but his aides found an additional small number of classified records after searching his residences in Wilmington and Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Uh, This is from his uh, lawyer, Richard Sauber, quote, all but one of these documents were found in storage space in the president's Wilmington residence garage. So what? So Donald Trump had them in a closet. Okay, Biden has them in the garage. What the heck is going on? Right. I mean... So is this every president, right? Every president I don't know. Leaves office for this stuff. Like all of a sudden, are we it's noticing something. it now, or has this always been going on? Anyway, a special right. counsel will be. Does G.W. Bush have this in his record? I don't. Somewhere? What does he have now? It's my question. Yeah. A special counsel will be appointed by A.G. Merrick Garland to investigate further. Good gravy. Number three. Vaccination rates for U.S. kindergartners, John, dropped again last year, and federal officials are starting a new campaign to try to bring them up. Usually, 94 to 95 percent of kindergartners are vaccinated against measles, tetanus, and all the other ones you can probably think of, whooping, cough, MMR, all that sort of thing. Um, Vaccination rates dropped below 94 percent in the 2021 school year, and they've dropped further to 93 percent in the 21 to 22 year. Of course, the pandemic disrupted vaccines. Other like routine healthcare stuff also taxed uh, the ability of school administrators and nurses to track which kids were up to date, which kids weren't. And of course, there are those families who have decreased confidence in vaccines. But the new numbers, John, suggest that as many as 275,000 five-year-olds lack full vaccine protection. It's from ABC News. And number four, Pittman's basketball after impressive and unexpected wins over UNC Virginia. Fell last night to Duke at Cameron Indoor. I watched the whole thing start to finish, and it was super sad because I think they were ahead by 11 at the half. Anyway, it was the Panthers' second loss in a row after coming up two points short to Clemson on Saturday. I think Georgia Tech is next. I'm super excited about this season, and I don't want them to lose their mojo now. And that is your top four right. at four. Very nice. Very nice indeed. All right. Um, so go back to the uh, the presidential file. I mean, honestly, right? I mean, of course, a lot was made about President Trump and his, uh, you know, files that were secret, classified and all that. And now here, Biden. How did these come to the light? Right. Well, I mean, did Biden, I, well so the difference. Yes. My bad. Yes. Yes. So it was it was White House uh, officials who actually came out and said, hey, we think we have a problem here. We found these. Um, so it's not to this. They knew about them for a while. Uh, for two months. They knew about them, and they finally decided to tell somebody. 
I mean, oh, really? basically, my guess, and this is based on no fact whatsoever, but I'm wondering if they are seeing what happened with Trump okay. and they said, well, we should probably look. You know, they hear all the hubbub yeah. in the press about, about Trump okay. and maybe we should look and see what we have. And that's probably when they found them. That's just a guess on my part. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so right. I, it, I mean, it's wrong when one person does it. It should be wrong when everybody does it, right? Heck yeah, that's yeah. exactly. We're cleaning right. the birdcage the day, I found some uh, Abraham Lincoln private papers. I mean, they may or may not have been uh, classified, <laughs> but uh, looks like everybody's got them. If we got them, all right, we're taking a break. Movies up next. Alyssa Wilkinson, film critic from Vox.com. So if you like films, stay close. The ride home. 101.5 WORD. You might have seen last week ESPN announcer Dan Orlovsky praying on live TV for Damar Hamlin. Well, tomorrow on Family Life Today, Dan will tell the amazing backstory leading to that moment of courage and the role Dave Wilson played in that. Next time on Family Life Today with David Ann Wilson. Family Life Today, tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. The bigger your 401k, the better your retirement, right? Wrong. The fact is, with proposed new taxes, another market crash, inflation, and rising health care costs, you could be forced to downsize your retirement. Discover the secret savvy investors are turning to for retirement security. A new 401k law that unlocks an ingenious retirement protection plan that could protect your savings from inflation and a stock market downturn while boosting your retirement income as much as 40%. It's all laid out in simple language in a new book from Josh Melberg. His insightful guide is your roadmap to retiring with confidence and it's yours free with one call don't risk a lifetime of work building your retirement this little known retirement protection plan could safeguard your wealth and boost your retirement up to 40 percent for your free copy of guarantee your retirement by josh melberg call now call 800-337-8051 that's 800-337-8051 800-337-8051 you've spent your entire working life paying into it so don't you want to get the most out of social security squeezing it for all it's worth Hi, this is Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group. Our team can help show you ways to do that with our free Social Security report. It's a great first step to learn how your benefits can play a role in your overall retirement income plan, especially because the Social Security Administration can't give you advice. It's different for everyone, and there are a lot of factors that go into knowing exactly how to maximize your benefits, but based on the decision you make, you could end up with tens of thousands of extra dollars in retirement simply by being informed. Get this free Social Security report from Accurate Solutions Group by texting the word SECURITY to 412-515-3555. That's SECURITY to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Firm offers insurance services and is not affiliated with the U.S. government. The key to church revitalization comes not from the outside in, but from the inside out. Trinity School for Ministry presents Congregational Renewal Inside Out, January 19th and 20th. Featuring the Reverend Canon Mark Eldridge, this seminar will give you the passion, biblical principles, and proven practical strategies that will bring health and growth to any size congregation. Congregational Renewal Inside Out, presented by Trinity School for Ministry, January 19th and 20th. Register at tsm.edu slash pastoral. I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing 
but I did watch all of the Golden Globes the other night. It probably means I ha- I need more in my life. And, and actually, I feel like I was kind of roped into it because John was supposed to watch. And then somehow you got caught up in something on TCM and like left your obligations behind. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But having read about it, I, I feel better that I did miss it. Quite yeah, I know. You're probably better. I'm sorry to lead you down that garden path. Yeah, it's okay. Anyway, to talk about movies, to talk about the best of the best, and maybe what she thought of the Golden Globes, if not the award show, at least the awards themselves, we welcome Alyssa Wilkinson back to the program, film, culture, and food writer, the senior culture reporter at Vox.com. Alyssa, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be here. Hey, I can't hear John, so if he's there, he may have to speak up or something. Oh, is that right? Okay. Whoa. Yeah. All right. All right. Hold on, John. Say wait, something. Wait. Can you hear me now? One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Nope. Nothing. Nope. Okay. Nope. All right, Alyssa. Will you, okay. Well, you can just talk to me, and we'll figure out what's going on all with right. John. Okay. So first off, Golden Globes. Is that something you pay any attention to at all? I do uh, only because it's my job. <laughs> Award shows are not my favorite thing. Um, but, you know, the, it, I, I did watch this year um, and it was it was fine. I think it was fine. <laughs> Great. It's not something you yeah. certainly want to watch a second time, but it's fine. No. Yeah, exactly. All right. Exactly. So let's talk about the winners when it comes to film. I mean, obviously, Steven Spielberg um, walks away with kind of a, a portion of his life story being validated in a big way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really funny that, um, you know, I was watching some of the red carpet before it started and I joked that I hope nobody was playing like a drinking game involving every time someone mentioned Spielberg because he was being mentioned by everyone, you know, as like an inspiration or the reason they got into the business or in some cases they'd worked with him. Um, but yeah, he won and I'm really happy for him. The film, The Fableman, um, you know, it's a very personal film and it's a really lovely film i think um that is nothing like the film that's advertised in the trailer oh interesting okay tell me about that well so i i saw the film in toronto when it premiered and i didn't see the trailer for months afterwards and i was really baffled by the trailer when it did come out because it it sounds like a magic of the movies film which i feel like we see a lot of but it's actually a movie about his childhood and how he sort of discovered things about his parents, you know, while sort of learning about the movies sort of at the same time. So it's a little bit about the, the two, the, the, the double edged sword of always seeing your life through a movie camera and how that's actually been difficult. And he's had to come to terms with it over his life. So it's much more interesting than just like magic mm. movies, whatever. Um, but it's also just a really lovely rendering of his parents who are not perfect people. And he's trying to, as I think we all do, start to understand what it means for him to become an adult when he, you know, when he knows his parents aren't perfect and he's seen that play out in front of him. Sure. Uh, yeah. Talk about yeah. the, the Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah, I, I really like this movie. Um, people might remember Martin McDonough, the director and writer from um, Three Billboards Outside Evan, Missouri, or um, or uh, In Bruges, which is the last time that Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson worked together. Sure. But this movie is, is kind of a parable. Um, so it's set on a tiny island sort of on off the Irish coast during the Irish Civil War. And none of that really comes up in the story. The story is just about two men who have been friends their whole lives. And then one day one of them wakes up and discovers the other one doesn't want to be friends anymore and is kind of expressing it to him in the most deranged way possible. And, and in a lot of ways, that's, that's basically what the story is, but you could miss kind of this deeper meaning, which is about, 
you know, what what happens when your lifelong friendships, your you know, your neighbor or the person you went to school with or whatever, you know, your brother, um, now suddenly you're on opposing sides and you just don't know how to reconcile. And so it kind of operates on its own level, but it also operates as as kind of a parable or a metaphor. And it's also very funny, although quite dark in sort of an Irish humor kind of way. Okay, so it's a dramedy type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely a comedy, but it's definitely not a comedy where you're just feeling like lighthearted and inspired at the end. You know, it's got like a lot to chew on and it's got, um, if you're squeamish, you may want to read a plot summary ahead of time just to know what you're in for. <laughs> mm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I've promised, yeah. I've promised n- numerous friends that I'm watching it, so I have to do it before Sunday. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, yeah, terrific. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Talking to Alyssa Wilkinson. She's senior culture reporter at Vox.com. Um, Alyssa, talk about your favorite films um, that, you know, other than the Fablemans and the Banshees, what are other things that you feel like maybe have, have either not gotten enough conversation or haven't gotten any? Sure. Yeah. When I made my list of the top films from last year, the one that I put on top, which I think a lot of people have heard about at this point, is the film Tar. Oh, yeah. That stars Kate Blanchett. Yeah, John loved that. This, yeah. Fictional conductor, but incredible, incredible performance. I'm sure she's going to win an Oscar for it. Um, but it's also this like strange, really, it's kind of a really funny movie, but you might not realize it the first time you watch it. And it's also just this odd movie where you're not sure what's happening but basically her life starts to unravel um but you're not sure what's happening and she's not either uh i found it sped by and then i went back and saw it a second time and sped by even faster um i also just love a movie with an orchestra in it Mm -hmm. but i think that one is well worth watching because people you know are talking about it but right after that on my list and the one that i debated putting on the top is the film after sun um, which I think people are starting to hear about because it's starting to finally get awards notice. Um, I don't really know. I don't know film. about this film, Alyssa. Yeah, it's a small film. It's a first-time director, Charlotte Wells, who's in her twenties, I think, or around thirty, and she she kind of is is telling a personal story in a lot of the same way that Spielberg is. Um, it's kind of about her memory of her dad, um, who's played by Paul Mescal, who's kind of an up-and-coming actor himself. Um, but they they go there was a moment when she was, I believe, 11 or 12 that they they she didn't live with her dad, but they went on a vacation to Turkey for a week. And so she kind of it's slightly fictionalized, obviously, but it's definitely her kind of processing her memories of that trip. And it's such a kind of perfect film. I don't know anyone who's seen it who hasn't just like wept and also loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very it's very sparing. It's very surprising. It never quite goes where you think it's going to go. Um, and it's very loving, too. Um, and so I would really recommend it. I think I think it's still in theaters in some places, and it, it will be in theaters more once Oscar nominations come out in a couple weeks. But um, but I you know, it's it's one of those movies that's like hard to forget and also was a great surprise when I saw it. Tell, tell me the name again. After sun. So it's actually named for like a kind of an ointment that you would put on your skin if you got sunburned. Interesting. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. Which, okay. of course, they do partway through the film. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. After sun. OK, what else? Um, so the next one that I love that has come out in theaters, I'm, you know, it's just sort of starting to expand. So it, it'll be in art house theaters. But it's this film called No Bears, like the animal. Yeah. Um, and it's by uh, the filmmaker Jafar Panahi, who has been for like 15 years uh, formally forbidden from making films by 
uh, his government in Iran. Um, and he has been making films like famously uh, about 10 years ago, they had to smuggle his film out of the country in a birthday cake in order to play it at the Cannes Film Festival. Stop um, it. And there's, yeah, and there's sort of these very personal, funny and biting films about, wow. you know, technically they're about his country, but really they're kind of about authoritarianism and governments that suppress artists. And No Bears is his most recent one. And in this one, he he um, he was kind of under a, an arrest where he wasn't supposed to leave the country. And that becomes part of the story. So he plays a version of himself in the story. But it's also about how sort of rules that are handed down by authoritarians sort of seep into the culture. Um, mm. But it happens through this series of events in this small town that are often very funny and also a little disturbing. So I know that the the movie is just sort of starting to expand to cities beyond um, the major markets. But I think that uh, people should make a point of seeing it, if only because after the film came out, he was uh, he was arrested and put in actual prison. So he's he's not even you know, he's he's fully imprisoned oh, right now. He, so, yeah, and it's a really important cause. I think that people need to be yeah. aware of the yeah. number of artists that are being imprisoned in Iran right now. That's so, for sure. Um, but it also, on its own, is a great movie. Okay. Check out No Bears, Jafar Benahi, um, uh, an Iranian man. Talking to Alyssa Wilkinson from Vox.com, senior culture reporter. Uh, let's switch our attention for the last couple minutes, Alyssa, to what's going on in TV. Um, mm-hmm. I want to ask you off the top, and you know, I probably should have run this past you beforehand. This might be a little too specific for you. But I'm just thinking about the influence of, of international filmmakers on what we see on TV. I was a big fan mm-hmm. of, of Dark, which which was uh, made by you know a German conglomerate, came out during COVID. 1899 was uh, produced by Netflix, also by the same German conglomerate, sadly, just a couple of days ago, canceled. So we're not going to see a season two. But I'm just wondering about the influx of foreign films, foreign filmmakers and actors into what we're seeing streaming. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of this is very much on purpose. Um, you know, there was a piece that came out in The New Yorker this week about Netflix and their goals. To kind of, you know, to expand their subscriber base, they've basically saturated the U.S. You know, everyone who's going to have a Netflix account has one. So their goals have always been to expand and then even to take shows that work, say, in Mexico and figure out is there a format that will work in, I don't know, you know, this, in Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. or something, because that's how you how it kind of works. But I will say I have been delighted <laughs> to know that people are even watching TV from other parts of the world because I feel like sometimes it's an uphill battle to get people to watch films from other parts of the world. There's this perception that if it's a foreign film, it must be like, you know, hard to watch and low, you got to read subtitles and all that stuff. But that's all stuff that people have started doing at home quite willingly. Um, You know, I think of like a squid game, for instance, which was a massive, massive hit. Um, And, you know, and Korean TV generally has translated very well into the U S. So I think that's really good in part because, you know, it's great for us to be watching TV that comes from another place. Like, you know, Americans are kind of very laser focused on ourselves and a bit narcissistic. And so when we have it at our fingertips, sometimes we get wrapped up in it and that's, that, that might become good. That might signal that we become more broad minded. But I also hope that in some cases it might help people to kind of backwards discover the greatness of the riches of world cinema, mm, which a lot of us sure. never are introduced to. And, you know, there's there's some interesting stuff going on in American film, but there's a lot of interesting stuff going on around the world. 
and we're just cutting ourselves off for stuff that can really entertain us or move us or teach us when we refuse to watch it. Yeah. There are there yeah. are just some some TV shows in particular that I love that are made in Europe. Mm-hmm. And there I just love mm-hmm. how people the thing I loved about Dark in 1899 uh made by the made by uh, a German couple and their uh group mm-hmm. is that I love how they told they told that story like a German would tell that story. Yeah. And I love yeah. that because that tells me who they are and you know yeah. one of the shows I loved was uh B- the Bureau uh which was a French mm-hmm. TV series and they told mm-hmm. that story it they w- they didn't tell it like an American would tell it because you know what I mean it just yeah. it changes how we see one another I think right and it gives us a bigger vocabulary for how we even think about people like you know one of my favorite comedies in the whole entire world is a German comedy which always surprises um, people because right. they don't <laughs> Do they make think those? Of German comedy <laughs> it's called Tony Erdman it came out a few years ago and it's it's three hours long and it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like I start laughing when I'm thinking about it, but really? you know, you kind of have to put yourself in the mindset of, of a German person <laughs> watching it, uh, you know, and just know that the, the sense of humor is going to be pretty different, you know, or I think about people who watch, watched Parasite a few years ago when it was such a, mm-hmm. you know, a major force during the Oscars and won best picture. Um, you know, that, that is a very Korean film. There's a lot there that is common across cultures, but it also is very specifically Korean. And so you're learning something about Korean society when you watch it, you know, if you're, if you're willing to, I've always said that, you know, pretty easy to, or the barrier to entry to learning to love your neighbor across the world is pretty low if you can just pop on a movie. Um, and TV gives us that option, mm, too. That's good. I like that word. Alyssa, I, I'm sure John is very sad he was not able to be a part of the conversation, but technology is barring it. But he's sending yeah. his best. He's frowning at me over video, but sending his best to you, Alyssa. So thanks for being here again. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's Alyssa Wilkinson. You can check out all of her writing. She's senior culture reporter at Vox.com. And uh, her take on films, the stuff that we should watch, the stuff that we love to watch, and the kinds of things we might consider, I'm telling you, it's always worth a read. We'll be right back. Coming up next, Remembering Jeff Beck. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is so frustrating but here's some great news if you miss the december 7th deadline for open enrollment 
It's not too late. You're something that can really help. It's MetaShare 65 plus. MetaShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. It's people who encourage and pray for each other, too. MetaShare 65 plus is a low cost option for those with Medicare parts A and B. And it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. Plus, it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. So worth looking into. MediShare 65 Plus is open for enrollment. And if you join right now, before January 31st, your second month will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. I didn't think it was possible to meet someone like Susan. We just clicked after realizing we each have a strong sense of self and share the same core values in life. After taking our advanced personality test, Daniel and Susan matched on Silver Singles, the secure dating site for 50-plus singles who know what they want. Sign up today at silversingles.com slash meet. That's silversingles.com slash meet. Paid actors representing true customer testimonials. Names have been changed. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Considerable cloudiness expected for tonight. It'll be windy with a little rain this evening, followed by rain and snow showers late with little to no accumulation, low 33. Cloudy and breezy tomorrow with a snow shower, tomorrow's high 35. Considerable clouds tomorrow night with a couple of snow showers, low 22. Clouds giving way to sunshine Saturday with a high of 30. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. like the rest of the world, absolutely gutted to hear of the death of guitarist Jeff Beck yesterday. I came down after the show and my husband told me the news and, you know, Jeff Beck's not someone that I ever met. Um, If you are not familiar with the name, he was one of the greatest guitar players of our time. And, And my husband and I just stood there in silence, kind of, we were mourning for someone who we never met simply because the music that he produced over these decades was just so amazing and beautiful and difficult and uh, energetic and complex. And I don't know, I don't have enough adjectives for it, but I am already missing Jeff Beck. Uh, Beck was called the guitar player's guitar player. 
Um, and, you know, I'm not a guitar player. I'm married to one. And I guess that's why through all the years of my marriage to my husband, Eric, I've just been kind of drawn into this love of Jeff Beck's music. Um, he uh, was hired by the Yardbirds back in 1965, passed away yesterday at the age of 78 from bacterial meningitis. Um, along the way, he uh, garnered eight Grammys. Uh, twice inducted into the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, once as an individual and once with the Yardbirds. And um, throughout that time, all those decades, he played with you name it. Um, he loved to collaborate with people. One of my favorite cl- collaborated with Eric Clapton a lot. Um, and I love all that. I love, I was just playing, uh, for you something from the Crossroads Festival in 07, um, when he was playing, um, cause we've ended his lovers. But also, you know, I think of him playing with uh, like doing the Les Paul stuff with Imelda May. If you like that Les Paul, Mary Ford stuff, um, he and Imelda May, who she's an, uh, an Irish singer, did a spectacular live uh, video recording that you can watch on DVD or watch online. Um, that is all of that music. It's just so beautifully done. Um, and but he, he was just kind of he could he he was. He could become whatever he needed to be um, because he was at his heart so incredibly musical. Um, Listen to this quote from Patti Smith. She said, quiet as moccasined feet, yet mercurial, innovative, impossible to categorize, one of the masters of my generation. It's such a great quote about him. Now, I was thinking back uh, last night as I was laying in bed about the guitar players that I've seen live. Um, and, you know, I think of Jim Hall. I think of Pat Metheny. I think of uh, Bonnie Raitt or Kenny Burrell, uh, George Benson, of course, Eric Clapton, uh, Joe Bonamassa. I mean, I've seen a ton of guitar players, but seeing Jeff Beck in person was one of the great nights of music of my life. And I'm not exaggerating it. I'm not just saying it because he passed away yesterday. It just was because he brought such beauty, such beauty to the instrument and such beauty to the musical life that we've all been able uh, to enjoy over so many years. So um, my very best to his wife, to everyone who loved Jeff Beck. If you ever are tempted to go see somebody live, a musician that you really love, do it because you don't know when it might be too late. WORD. I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you each day to open the Word of God and ask for His input. And I'm convinced the challenges we face in today's world are more spiritual than they are political or economic. 
Exploring God's Word together is refreshing. It equips us for everything that comes our way. Join me and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 9.30, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. During the pandemic, they closed our churches down. Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope. See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God that's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A new year has begun, and the teachers, parents, staff, and students at Eden Christian Academy are excited for what lies ahead. Because every day at Eden is a day for new beginnings, filled with new opportunities, new possibilities to explore and learn new things about God, ourselves, and our world. May your new year be filled with the hope and promise of new possibilities in God who makes all things new. A message from your friends at Eden Christian Academy at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Listen, I know it's a great day. And I know that there is uh, nothing but brown and tan outside. (laughs) And the idea of like a pig flower or a a green patch of grass might be a little beyond our imagination. But friends, I am telling you, it is coming. And so to talk about all of that and to get us geeked up for our spring gardening, Doug Oster back on the program. Doug's the editor of Gardening with Doug at DougOster.com. Doug, welcome in. How are you? It's good to talk to you. Look how Um, I can hear you and you can hear me today. This is amazing. Technology is really wonderful when it works. I'm actually in Baltimore uh, at a big, giant trade show called Mid-Atlantic Nursery Trade Show, and all the new stuff and seeds and trees and plants, and so I'm. It's like spring here. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Okay, we've so also Doug, we've also got John in the home studio, so I'm going to let him go ahead. John, talk to Doug. Hey, yeah. So, Doug, uh, you're at a trade show right now. Is this like the Pittsburgh Home and Garden Show, or is it's just an insider show. More of an insider show, and probably three times the size. I mean, you cannot you 
cannot walk the entire floor in a day. And it, it's just every gardening product, not only plants, but a new products, seeds, anything you can possibly imagine for planting is here. And this is all for, you know, the media and for different nurseries. And everyone's trying to, to put on a, a good show. And so for people like me to talk about these things, I have so many stories I got out of here and saw so many cool plants. It just makes me excited to to for spring. All right, so give me a couple. Well, spring's uh, still a little ways away. Yeah, exactly. Don't get too excited, uh, <laughs> Doug. But tell us about a couple <laughs> cool new plants that you found out about. Well, uh, they're doing a lot of work with hydrangeas. The number oh. one garden question, believe it or not, is why doesn't my hydrangea bloom? And so there's a new hydrangea. It's called Popstar, and it's almost guaranteed to bloom. They've been growing it all around the country. They've done all this work on, on making sure that it's going to bloom for us. And so as long as you've got morning sun and you keep some water on it, you're going to have a hydrangea that blooms. And, of course, keep the deer off it. That's probably the number one is, is a lot of the different hydrangeas out there. But you name it, there's new roses, there's new uh, perennials. It's just, you know, the list goes on and on and on. So what's your recommendation, Doug, if you're looking for, like, trying to expand your horizons? You know, I plant the same things every year. I need to branch out. Do you think that you should go onto a, a website, a catalog, look there? Do you want to go to your local nursery? What do you say we should do? Both of those things, actually. And if you're in a rut with your planting, all you really need to know is right plant, right place. And, it, and, and once you figure that out, like, let's say you've got part sun, uh, You've got dry soil or clay soil. You know, of course, always we're always improving the soil. But you take that information, you can plug it into lots of different sites. And one that I really like, uh, there's a big company called Proven Winners. And anybody that's gone to a nursery, you've seen Proven Winners. You can just plug in what your climate is like, what your sun is like, and hundreds of plants will come up. You can go to your nursery. And you, the, the great thing about going to your local nursery is – those people want to talk to you. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. If you go there and you say, I've got, I've got part sun, I've got dry soil, or I've got wet soil here, what do you have to look at? One thing that I, I really recommend is, is looking for different things to grow because, you know, you have your favorites, but like I said, if you're in that rut, look for something a little bit different, and, but you have to love it. That's part of it. You have to look at the, the tag and say, wow, that flower is really cool. Or that flower was something my mom grew. Or that's a flower I saw somewhere else. And the same thing with the vegetables. Uh, it's fun to grow something different every year. And that, that's one thing that, that, that I do, too. You know, I do have a lot of favorites, but I've got to try, you know, especially coming to a show like this. They show you this new stuff, and you're like, I've got to grow that. I've got to grow it. <laughs> you're going to run out of space, my friend. That's just what's going to happen. Oh, that happened years ago, but there's always, I always say there's always room to squeeze another plant in. And actually, Kathy, that's a a good point because one of the trends that I'm finding here is they're breeding smaller plants for containers. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the other thing. When you do run out of space, you start putting containers everywhere. That's what I do anyway. And so you've got like, you know, that little pop star uh, hydrangea. It's perfect for a big container. Uh, lots of other shrubs for containers. Uh, shrub roses for containers. Or urban gardens, we don't have a lot of space. 
And so for somebody like me, I live on four acres, but it's, you know, after all these years, I am running out of space. So I'm looking for smaller plants that I can uh, plug into some open spaces. Doug Oster is with us, Gardening with Doug. You can find out DougOster.com, all the details about him. Um, okay, John's dying to ask you something, Doug. I'm going to turn you over. John? <laughs> okay, Doug, this is the only sort of connection I have with growing things, which are house plants. And, of course, I think most people have one or two house plants around. Can you go into that a little bit about, um, you know, what's good and new and how to care for house plants? Oh, definitely. You know, houseplants have become a big deal. So many more people are growing houseplants. And now when we had, you know, you guys are too young to remember this, but as a child of the 70s, houseplants were really a big deal. Now they've come around again. And when we thought of houseplants back then, mostly green. Now we're seeing lots of color, you know, uh, reds and pinks and flowers, uh, you know, the thing about houseplants is if you're growing houseplants, keep them on the dry side. Don't neglect them. Give them a little bit of window light. Keep those leaves clean. You know, that's something people don't think about. Uh, you know, if you've got shiny green leaves or shiny yellow leaves, whatever they are, for them to do their job, they have to be clean. They have That's how they, they you know, photosynthesis works. And the beautiful thing about houseplants is they're not only providing oxygen, they're cleaning the air. They're cleaning things in our air. There was this great uh, study by NASA. They took a bunch of plants up and they found these plants are cleaning the air. They're taking some chemicals out of the air and making it better for us. Every nursery you go to nowadays has tons and tons of house plants. If you feel that you have a brown thumb, go with the succulents. Go with something that doesn't need water. It only needs water maybe once a month and and have a little plant there. There are some plants, believe it or not, that don't even need soil, called Tillandsia, where you just soak them in water once a month, and they'll actually bloom for you. So if you're interested in growing something, if you're interested in growing something indoors to keep uh, your hands in the dirt, houseplants are a great idea and very easy to grow. Do not overwater. They're always killed with kindness. <laughs> Doug Oster with us. Find him at DougOster.com. We only have a couple minutes left, Doug, but I have to tell you, because of your encouragement, I am now four months into composting. Oh, yes. Oh, you just said the magic word. I am so happy that you are doing that. Everyone can compost if you want to. It doesn't smell. It doesn't attract rodents when you're doing it the right way. We put things in the compost pile. No meat, no dairy. No creamy, no creamy dairy, uh, and and no meats, no oils, and nothing's going to bother it. And all that stuff that we're putting into this compost pile will turn into the best soil additive you could possibly have every time you plant. Think about this for the spring. Every time you plant, add compost. And Kathy, you're doing a good thing by by composting because that is the greatest way to recycle. I can't believe how much less garbage I have. I, I, it, it really it, it cuts it in half. What you used to be sending to a landfill now stays on site, and you get the direct benefit of this type of recycling. It turns into the best soil additive that you can ever put in your garden, but you'll never make enough. It's that good. You'll just never make enough. Well, I want to thank you in particular 
for encouraging me because I thought it was like some science project. You know what I mean? It was going to be like super complicated. It's really not super complicated. You just have to like read about it, know what you're doing, and then just actually do it. Anything that once was living will eventually become compost. When you think of it that way, there are there is a lot of science to it. You know, to 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 really fine tune it ratios and this sort of thing. But I always tell people, if, if it seems complicated, just make the pile. Eventually, that stuff's going to rot down into this rich, wonderful black gold. We call it. Well, I'll uh, I'll name my my compost like it's kind of like a circle I have. I'll name the area uh, Oster. How about that? Does that make you glad? Oh Doug? man, I sweet. like that. I like that. <laughs> sweet, it's lame, but it's the best I can do. <laughs> Doug I'm Oster. Not lame. <laughs> oh, okay, I could do better than that. Find out more information about your garden at dougoster.com. Doug, we love you. Thanks for being bearing with us yesterday and love coming you, back Thank today. You. Thanks, guys. All right, after the break. Is President Joe Biden coming for your gas stove? We'll talk about it next. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Select quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. My grandma is one of my heroes. And one thing we did together was Bob Barker and the price is right. Grandma knew the cost of everything. But here's how I think she would do today. Grandma, name the price of these hot dogs and win a brand new car. Uh, those are definitely two forty nine. Ah, oh, so sorry. These hot dogs are now four monthly payments of nineteen ninety nine. Too bad. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and the cost of everything is crazy. And the holidays only make things harder. But there still is one big positive, and that's the skyrocketing home values of the last few years. For many, today is a once in a lifetime opportunity to cash out some of the new money their home earned to help with the crazy. And the strategy is take advantage of the cash out today and refinance tomorrow when rates settle back down. They've already dropped an ounce as of late. If you're curious about your options, we are United, United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. What if, instead of focusing on how students conserve the market, educators focused on how schools conserve students? Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills invites you to discover what a classical Christian education can offer your child. Saturday, February 4th from 10 to 1130. Meet the teachers, tour the school, enjoy brunch, and get all your questions answered about the holistic approach to education that works with the grain of your child's God-given curiosity. For more information, visit trinitychristian.net. 
Want next level safety ad-free? Unlock advanced hyper-local severe weather alerts when you subscribe to Premium Plus on the AccuWeather app. AccuWeather alerts are prompted by our expert meteorologists who monitor and analyze dangerous weather risks 24-7 to keep you and your family safer. These notifications are clear, concise, and hyper-local down to your neighborhood or street address. Download the AccuWeather app and upgrade to Premium Plus today. Earlier in the week, we were talking about the pollutants that are apparently disseminated by a gas stove in your house. I was lamenting this because I've had an electric range for most of the years of my marriage and the development of my family. And the whole time, every single darn day, I wanted a gas stove. So finally, with a home remodel that we recently did, I put a gas stove in and it's been, what, three months? And now I'm reading that it's going to be bad for my lungs and it's going to encourage asthma and all those sorts of things. And, John, we were saying that because it seemed like there were going to be some federal regulations that were going to come down about gas stoves. Well, it's interesting. So as a um, person who represents the government, anything you say, of course, is a matter of public record. And if it's controversial, it'll find its way into the newsfeed. Now, Richard Trunka Jr., who is the commissioner of the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission. All right. It's a federal agency. Uh, He said that um, the uh, agency may take regulatory action in the face of growing research that links gas stoves to pollutants that harm both human health and the environment. This is what he said, quote, this is a hidden hazard. This was an interview on Monday with Bloomberg, quote, any option is on the table. Products that can't be made safe can be banned. Okay, well, so that, makes, that, that makes me think that the feds are coming for my stove. Right. Yeah. So it created a firestorm. Now, as part of this safety commission that he's on, he's the head of the safety commission, but there are five members on this commission. And so Richard Trumka Jr. said, you know, we should start to take action. The other four members of the safety commission said, keep me out of this. I do not want to be involved in this. And so then the firestorm created from a Republican perspective the the government figures are coming for us. The news media picked it up. Now, today, the president said, we are not coming for your stoves. That's how quickly sort of a minor key player, a minor player in the administration makes a statement, creates something. The administration head, the president, has to rebuke it and say, no, we're not going to do that. So they're not coming for your gas stoves. Wait, so Biden doesn't care about my range? If he walked in for a meal, I bet he'd care about it, right? He's going to ask me if I have anything hidden (laughs) in my garage. No, I think he's okay. Okay, well, that makes me feel better. Um, Let me bring up another thing, though, John, speaking of my stove. Uh, It's National Mm. Hot Tea Day. Oh, yeah, fabulous. And I want some hot tea. I had a cup earlier today. Did you? Now, I know you're a big fan. Do you have particular uh, varieties that are close to your heart? Uh, if I'm going to buy tea in bulk, which is what I generally do, I'll buy a Scottish, a Scottish dark blend. Will you? Mm-hmm. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. Press to George down in the strip. Sure. Of course you can buy it easily. Yeah. Buy a mm-hmm. nice big brown bag of it, mm-hmm. right? You know, and uh, put it in your little tea ball or your strainer. You're good to go. It's as dark and rich of a tea as you're going to find. Okay. Scottish. And do you add cream or sugar to that? 
you know what? Um, there are the purists out there who would uh, decry me doing both, and I do do both. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, now, How about you? I, well, I've shared with you before that I don't like hot drinks. So oh, nice. I drink, drink I drink green tea every day. I brew green tea in my special tea maker every mm-hmm. other day. So it's fresh and delicious. Uh, tangerine green is my favorite. But I've been so cold the last couple of days, and it hasn't. It's not even that cold out. It's cold. So there's no there's no excuse. It's cold today. I mean, you know, you'd think I would have been cold on Christmas Eve. Anyway, the point is, I made myself a cup of hot tea last night. Mm-hmm. Leaping, chill off, leaping leopard, which is a very very nice loose tea, uh, and so I, I might want to celebrate National Hot Tea Day tonight again. Excellent. I mean, you can have any. I have a glass of Lipton. Nah. Tea bag. I'm not I don't a tea know if you snob. really want to do that. No, 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 no. I don't know if you do. I, yeah, bring it on. I like all kinds of tea. Yeah, give me some of that, right? I'll be like Dandy Don Meredith and fall into the pool. <laughs> Join us next 5 o'clock hour coming up in the ride. WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Lay the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. The choice in healthcare. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Attorney General Merrick Garland appointing a special counsel to look into the Biden documents issue. I strongly believe that the normal processes of this department can handle all investigations with integrity. But under the regulations, the extraordinary circumstances here require the appointment of a special counsel for this matter. The special counsel will be led by Robert Hur, a U.S. attorney under former President Trump. It's been revealed more potentially classified documents have been found in two more locations. Congressman Mike Turner says the Biden's retention of the documents potentially puts him in violation of laws protecting national security. Thousands of nurses at Two New York City hospitals ending a three-day strike. A tentative contract agreement offers better working conditions and pay raises. This is SRN News. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-419-2387. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-419-2387. Late summer this year, you can join Alistair Begg on a fascinating Mediterranean cruise. We'll be visiting Palermo, Italy where streets are filled with fascinating artisan studios, vibrant restaurants, and beautiful cathedrals. It was the Apostle Paul who brought Christianity to the island of Sicily, and his influence can be seen today in many works of art on the island. And of course, I get to teach the Bible, the geography, helping to make it come alive, 
as never before. Join Alistair Begg for a once-in-a-lifetime Mediterranean cruise. Immerse yourself in the wonder of some of the world's most famous cathedrals, museums, and works of art. We'll be sailing on Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship, the luxurious Viva. For details, log on to deeperfaithcruise.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to join. 855-565-5519. Inspiration Cruises and Tours is a trusted partner of Salem Media Group. I'm cold. You know why you're cold? Because we need to replace our windows. It's going to be expensive. Well, we lose money every time the wind blows. I don't want to deal with a high-pressure salesperson. Well, our neighbors used energy swing windows and doors, and they love them. Oh, they have over 500 five-star reviews. The energy swing is a complete lifetime warranty for a peace of mind guarantee. So if we replace the windows and doors with them, we'll never have to do it again. I'll make an appointment today at EnergySwingWindows.com. Rayma Christian School is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through 8th grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rayma aims to develop the whole child, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rayma is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families. Accepting enrollment now for the current school year and opening soon for the 20. 23-24 school year. Visit RamaChristianSchool.org. Considerable cloudiness expected for tonight. It'll be windy with a little rain this evening, followed by rain and snow showers late with little to no accumulation, low 33. Cloudy and breezy tomorrow with a snow shower, tomorrow's high 35. Considerable clouds tomorrow night with a couple of snow showers, low 22. Clouds giving way to sunshine Saturday with a high of 30. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Thanks for bringing us along on your ride home. I'm Kathy Emmons from the Word FM studios. My on-air partner, John Hall, holding things down from his home fort. We are glad you're along. It is the Thursday edition. We're almost to the weekend and pit basketball lost last night. But that's okay because, John, they're still a good team. Oh, yeah, they're a great team, aren't they? Yeah, it's the first time There's we've a had a wins in that team. Yes, it's the first time we've had a good team in pit men's basketball mm-hmm. in maybe... Four years, five years, maybe longer. Yeah, could be. So I'm loving it. Anyway, yeah. Um, uh, yeah so you brought up John a um, a story that was in the PG today about some stuff that's going on downtown, and you brought up the Roosevelt Hotel. And in my head, yeah. I couldn't quite picture it, but you know, I remembered my mom talking about the Roosevelt Hotel. I, I was thinking about it when I was driving in here to the studio. Um, my mom graduated from high school in 1950, and she went to work at the Babette shop, which was the dress shop at Kaufman's, where you had nice. to wear you had to wear gloves and behave yourself. Anyway, I, I, love it. I remember her talking about some of her clients that uh, lived or stayed at the Roosevelt Hotel. Mm-hmm. So the Roosevelt Hotel. Think about um, Heinz Hall. It is uh, the corner of Sixth Street and Penn Avenue. In downtown Pittsburgh, 6th Street and 
Penn Avenue. It is directly across the street from Heinz Hall. So if you've ever been to Heinz Hall, you probably stood in front of the Roosevelt Hotel. Roosevelt Hotel opened in 1927. It was a major landmark here in the city of Pittsburgh, of course, for many, many decades. And your mom, she was right. There would be a lot of people who would go to the Roosevelt Hotel when it was, you know, in its heyday, which was from the late 20s, as I said, up until, you know, late 60s or so. It it housed sort of a a cornucopia of the who's who here in the city of Pittsburgh. Now, of course, like all things, trends come and go. The Roosevelt Hotel, uh, towards the uh, the 1970s, fell on hard times. At one time, the entire Pittsburgh Steeler organization, their front office, their ticket sales were all located within the lobby of the Roosevelt Hotel. Wow. It is said that the 1970s Steeler dynasty, all those draft picks, Joe Green, Jack Ham, Jack Lambert, all those guys – those guys were all drafted via telephone from the lobby of the Roosevelt no Hotel. Yep. And the Steelers didn't move out of the Roosevelt Hotel until the Three River, until Three Rivers Stadium was built. They went directly across the Sixth Street Bridge and found new life at Three Rivers Stadium. Now, once the hotel fell on hard times, uh, HUD, the uh, Housing Urban Development, which is an arm of the federal government, they bought the hotel. And they turned it into low-income, mostly senior citizen housing, which has been that way, I believe, since 1972. I bring all this up to say, December 11th of last year, there was a fire on the 12th floor of, it's no longer called the Roosevelt Hotel, of course, there's no longer a hotel, it's called the Roosevelt Building. But there was a cataclysmic fire on the 12th floor. Residents were asked not to use the elevators, of course, an 80-year-old woman was coming down the steps. She was overcome by smoke, the anxiety, all the rigors of walking down 12 flights. She never made it down. She passed away. Now, the fire was put out in about two hours on the 12th floor, but the sprinkler system continued to run for several hours thereafter. So the damage that was done at the Roosevelt Building primarily is water damage. There was um, a court order to condemn the building itself, but then, of course, it required literally hundreds and hundreds of elderly people to, on short notice, find a place to live. They were housed temporarily, some of them are still there, at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. But yesterday and today in court, this uh, condemnation order has been stayed or lifted, allowing these elderly people to stay downtown. Uh, the rents run from about a one-bedroom to about $900 for a one-bedroom apartment to a, um, a larger one-bedroom. You sort of tip out at about thirteen dollars to $1,400. So for a lot of people, especially living downtown, this is a mainstay. It's a necessary thing. So the good news is that a lot of people, elderly uh, people uh, who have of, of limited means, will still find a place to live at the Roosevelt Hotel because many people have lived there a decade or more. So good news for the residents of the Roosevelt. So one of the historic buildings in downtown Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Easy to say that, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, how many times you walk by that building, right? Well, I I went to the Art Institute uh, of Pittsburgh, and I was by it twice a day. You know, and I yeah. and to be honest with you, I I think that's why it kind of stuck in my head is I probably brought it up to my mom at that point. She was like, hey, I remember the Roosevelt Hotel and, you know, told me yeah, the story. Yeah. But the fact that that I mean, was like, hey, day, you know, I mean, it was it was luxurious. And the fact that it was the, the nexus of 
basically the 1970 Steelers Super Bowls. It's really amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Super cool. So, I mean, things come and go, right? Um, in its heyday, it had a marble lobby with a gigantic fireplace. Uh, it's unclear whether uh, the, the hotel was named after Theodore Roosevelt or Franklin Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Probably Theodore Roosevelt because it was the 20s. Franklin Roosevelt had yet not uh, risen to power, but the, the Roosevelt Hotel nonetheless. Sixth Street, right across, you know, you're walking across Sixth Street. There's PNC Park. You can pick your favorite Roosevelt as you walk by the building on 6th. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Jerry Reendow will be with us. We're going to talk about church planting. Do we need new churches when we have historic churches? We'll ask Jerry what he thinks. More conversation about it coming up next. 101.5 WORD. Plan now to join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clipper. It's our Valentine dinner cruise, Friday, February 10th. A special night out for sweethearts, couples, and friends. Enjoy a delicious dinner buffet in the romantic warmth of the Gateway Clippers Empress as you take in spectacular views of the city skyline. Boarding time is 6 p.m. Book now at wordfm.com. Sponsored in part by Trinity Jewelers and Cornerstone Television. Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States, we have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Cross International is going to be asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partners and is working to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. More information is coming soon, but in the meantime, if you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now by calling one 866 866-806-2977. That's 1-866-806-2977. Or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternative like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value, protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. FOMO. 
F-O-M-O. Maybe you don't know what that means, but I'll tell you right now. It stands for fear of missing out. Yeah. I, I have that. Don't you have that? Oh, sure. I mean, I think I've it's got a, Right now. Time. I'm sitting at home, and I'm like, I should be in the studio. I'm missing out. What's going on you over are, there? You're missing out on all, all, all the fun we're having here at Seven Parkway Center, John. <laughs> you guys uh, are having, like, good eats. Exactly. Right? Oh, yeah. we got a whole buffet out there. It's amazing. Mm. We have people bringing yeah. in, like, you Thank know, you. banana splits for the conclusion of the show. It's going to be awesome. The heck. I mean, that's a lie. I sit at home drinking a cup of tea. Exactly. Um, But when I think of FOMO, I think of my kids in particular who talk about it a lot. And that seems to be, I don't know, something that has grown to be a bigger issue, a stronger pull since social media came into our lives. Um, We're going to talk to Jerry Reendow about it. He's a church planter from Dearborn, Michigan. Jerry, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, FOMO, was this a thing that you had when you were growing up? Yeah, absolutely. Especially as a college student, I suffered greatly from FOMO. I'm pretty sure in retrospect that it was probably responsible for a full half point drop in my GPA in college. Uh, But, you know, I would hang out way past the point of exhaustion with friends because I was worried that if I left, I was going to miss some sort of an opportunity to make a memory or have fun with friends and they were going to enjoy it without me. Do you think that social media has exacerbated FOMO? Are kids who are, you know, between, I don't know, between 15 and 25, did, are, are they feeling it more strongly? So, you know, that's a great question. When So my wife and I were in college ministry for a long time, and we, we started shortly after we graduated from college. And, you know, I, 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 I noticed after when I first started in college ministry that FOMO was actually kind of a, a powerful ministry tool. So if I wanted students to go to fall retreat, I would tell them something like, hey, all your friends are going to be there. And mm-hmm. if you don't come, you're not going to see them. And they'd all sign up, you know. Um, but over the last decade or so, I would say I've noticed a, a, a pretty significant change. I feel like that as a recruiting tool, your friends are going to be there is, is a less effective tool. Um, and some other things too, like uh, students are harder to schedule around these to be. And I think Most alarmingly, uh, students just spend less time hanging out with each other. The way that I I kind of experience that in ministry is if I text a student and say, hey, do you want to grab lunch next week at 3 on Tuesday? Or that wouldn't be a lunchtime, noon on Tuesday. I'll get messages back that say something like, "Uh, I'd love to as long as I don't have something else going on. Which is, you know, that's why I'm I'm arranging with them so I can find out. So that they won't have something else going on. Exactly. And so at first I thought, this is, I must be, you know, kind of uncool at this point in my college ministry career. I've moved past that. But I've heard so many other college ministers express the same thing. And the theory I've heard that I think is a really good theory is we've actually moved among young people uh, less from, 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 you know, they're moving away from FOMO, the fear of missing out, more toward FOBO, the fear of better options. Uh-huh. And so the average young person's inner dialogue seems to have shifted somewhat from like, what if I don't go and they have fun without me to what if I commit now and I end up regretting it later? If that makes any sense. Yeah, of course it makes sense. But yeah. it's it's a real insult, right? <laughs> you know, it can feel like it. In fact, it can feel it can feel flaky. Right. Um, and of course, there's, I'm sure there's some some flakiness there. But I think one thing to 
uh, keep in mind is that Gen Z is probably the most anxious generation in history. And, you know, one of the ways that plays out is that many young people are simply more reluctant to commit than previous generations were. They have a, an internal calculus that says things like this to them, like, what if I commit to having lunch with Jerry next Thursday, and it turns out that, you know, that test that I'm so anxious about, you know, I don't feel ready for, or, or maybe even, like, they, they think, how can I plan lunch next week when I can barely handle just getting through this afternoon? So, you know, we can call it flaky or we can feel bad about it, but there, there's some real reasons why Gen Z is their experience of life and is more anxiety producing than our, our own. And I, I might have done the same thing if I were in their shoes. Okay. Okay. So, Jer, you've been down this path multiple times, obviously, to think about it and then to write about it. So, what tools or what structures have you put in place? to sort of like derail FOBO? Do you wait a couple of days or do you wait the morning of the event and say, hey, hoping to confirm? How do you, uh, how do you, you know, sort of lock these things down? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know if I've totally figured it out. Like even today, I, I think I had three appointments scheduled with students and I think all three of them ended up, get, you know, kind of getting canceled and moved around. And so, uh, I think just flexibility is the name of the game. I, uh, I lead a Bible study every week at a local campus, and um, I think I just need to become more and more comfortable with the reality that students are going to show up late or, or, or leave early, and you know they have they have reasons for it. Life is is challenging for them. Jerry yeah. Rindo is no, with us. He's a church yeah, planner from Dearborn, Michigan. John, go ahead. Yeah, so I, I see this probably beyond Gen Z, Jerry, because, you know, Kath and I, we book a lot of different people like yourself to come and join us on the air, people that we've had relationships with for a long time. In the past year or so, a couple of times people have missed, you know, being on air, and, and I'll, I'll reach back and say, hey, sorry to miss you. We, are you okay? And, and generally, uh, at least three times the response has been, oh, yeah, sorry, I had something else come up. <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, and what do you mean had something right? come up? Uh, well, yeah, we made a date. I thought, you know, we were confirmed for the date, but something better. I mean, talk about crushing your ego. Uh, something mm-hmm. better came up. Yeah, absolutely. And it feels it feels very unloving and uncaring. Um, and the reality is that, like, love, especially um, Christian love, it requires making and keeping commitments. Um, you know, there's a reason why our wedding vows state until death do us part, not until something better comes up. So, you know, I do think it's a problem. And you're right. It's not just Gen Z. We're all um, something we're all dealing with. Okay, so from okay, your, so Jerry, you, let, let me break in for just a second, John. It's, yeah, because yeah. before we leave this like section of the conversation, you mentioned how it's something that you have to get used to, Jerry, and you know you need to you know confirm with students or whatever. But what about the opposite thing? What about like how do we talk? to young people about the importance of sticking with something about like you make an appointment, you stick with it. Commitment. Yeah, absolutely. And a, a couple of things. The first is that I think we need to be very intentional about consistently modeling faithfulness and commitment to Gen Z and younger people. And so I, you know, there, I think there could be the tendency of, you know, and, and if we rub shoulders with young people of, um, because they're younger, maybe not, um, prioritizing uh, appointments with them or meetings with them or taking them as seriously as older people. But I think we need to make sure we don't do that, that we prioritize 
our commitments uh, with younger people uh, as highly as any other so that uh, we can model that for them, for one thing. And two, I think we need to express encouragement whenever we do see young people demonstrating um, commitment and, uh, and showing love in this way. So, for instance, if at your church there's young people who are serving in the nursery or helping set up, I think it's important to reinforce how grateful we are for that. And if a young person does initiate with you to get a cup of coffee or, or, or something like that, uh, that might have been a hard thing for them to do because of the way the wire these days, and we should, we should encourage that and prioritize that. But the last thing I'd say of what we can do is um, we need to lovingly share how we can experience the effects of FOBO uh, with young people. Because as you mentioned, if someone cancels in your radio show, that's a hit to your ego. If I ask someone to get a cup of coffee and they say, sure, as long as nothing else comes up, you know, it's hard for me not to hear, Jerry, you're not important enough for me to commit time to. And so if I have a relationship with a young person who says something like that to me, I try to make a point to say to, to let them know, hey, that that was a little bit hurtful. I, I, I don't know how I heard that, how I experienced that, uh, because they don't know. I, it, they, to them, that's a normal way of communicating often. That's how their friends communicate with them. And uh, it can help them grow in that area. Very few people are going to love them well enough to point that out to them. Very good. They just needed a dad to say, hey, let's go. Get your act together, would you please? <laughs> but we need to do it with patience as well. Um, because <laughs> there are very real reasons why Gen Z is experiencing a great deal of anxiety. And they're fighting a battle that, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't fully appreciate. So we need to do it with patience and we do, need to do it with love as well. Mm-hmm. That's good. Hey, Jer, uh, before you join us, uh, before you leave us, uh, talk about you because uh, you're a brave soul. Courageous indeed, as a church planter, talk about uh, that transition from youth pastor into church planting, because now you've got a new church and it's growing. Yeah, thanks for asking. So my wife and I, and our, our, we have three little kids between six and two, uh, and we transitioned to church planting about six months ago. We were living in Virginia, and uh, we received a call to plant a church in Dearborn, Michigan. Um, and that's a, a quite a change, but we have just been loving it. Um, we're this Dearborn's a great town. It's right outside Detroit, and it's uh, there are some some great churches here, but per capita, very very few. And so we're hoping to plant a gospel preaching church here in the city. Wow, that's exciting, Jerry. Well, we want to thank you for joining us on the ride home. Real pleasure to meet you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Okay, let's hope we can do it again. Um, Jerry Rindo has been with us from Dearborn, Michigan, talking about church planning, but also FOMO, fear of missing out. Well, listen, if you're concerned about missing out on Does This Make Sense, don't you worry, because it's coming up next. We'll be right back after the break. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. Do you have a special event coming up in your life? A shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods? Then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-333. 
1-800-273-9439. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. During the pandemic, they closed our churches down. Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope. See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God that's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The key to church revitalization comes not from the outside in, but from the inside out. Trinity School for Ministry presents Congregational Renewal Inside Out, January 19th and 20th. Featuring the Reverend Canon Mark Eldridge, this seminar will give you the passion, biblical principles, and proven practical strategies that will bring health and growth to any size congregation. Congregational Renewal Inside Out, presented by Trinity School for Ministry, January 19th and 20th. Register at tsm.edu slash pastoral. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month. SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Considerable cloudiness expected for tonight. It'll be windy with a little rain this evening, followed by rain and snow showers late with little to no accumulation, low 33. Cloudy and breezy tomorrow with a snow shower, tomorrow's high 35. Considerable clouds tomorrow night with a couple of snow showers, low 22. Clouds giving way to sunshine Saturday with a high of 30. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? A bank teller. I mean, we're in the era of direct deposit, Venmo, PayPal, ATMs, some of which you can drive through. How much sense does a bank teller make, John? Well, to be honest, I I think it doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense until you need one. And then it makes perfect sense, right? I mean, you remember the day when the banks were, they were, they were magisterial. Yes. I mean, to walk in a bank sometimes, the marble, the tellers, this sort of feeling of gravitas and importance that money was here. 
Now, I can take I cannot tell you. It's been years since I've been inside of a real bank. Is that right? Right? It's been years. Years. So from from my banking needs, I uh, I really don't need it. I'm I'm very content with online banking or, you know, the, the ATM. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So maybe that's just a generational thing. I don't know. Well, do you John, think it makes sense? I I I do think it makes sense, and the reason I think it makes mm-hmm. sense is I went into the bank yesterday. My whole person. Oh, I walked you? myself into my body into the bank as opposed to hitting buttons on the outside. Um, because again, How'd it feel? I needed something. I liked it. Oh, I see. I mean, there it is. I haven't been Until the, you need something. Exactly. I haven't been in the bank in a long time either. And I thought to myself, mm-hmm. this makes so much sense. There's a person there uh-huh. I'm talking yeah, yeah. to. I'm Get not calling done. up a phone, you know, line that's putting me on hold for sixty minutes right. and playing the same stupid song on a loop every 13 seconds. I think it makes all the sense, John. All right, very good. Okay, I'm sorry. Now, we, we always n- never know what we're going to talk about. This is in the same vein. I, I went to uh, to the mailbox today. I got six pieces of junk mail and two uh, flyers from the grocery store. Seriously, does the U.S. mail make any sense? Yeah. Do we need the mailman anymore? Yeah. I hate yeah. to be a Debbie Downer, but... I, Everything's online until, of course, Armageddon falls and you need the mailman and you need your bank teller. But the mail doesn't make a whole lot of sense anymore. Uh, Here's the thing. I don't want to give up on the mail, John. Do you know why? Because the FAA had to cancel. You're looking for like your red book. No, I'm I'm just thinking about like (laughs) we we had like all, all the planes canceled yesterday. You know, Britain couldn't send out packages a couple of days ago. Canada had some issues today. I feel like we're teetering on the edge of perhaps some larger issue. So I'm going <laughs> to greet my mailman and support him every darn day. Do you know his name? Gary. Uh, <laughs> Gary makes hey, Gary. sense. I have no idea who my mail person is. I've no, I've never seen them. No. 101.5 Word FM, WORD. How can we strengthen our marriages and keep harmony in the home? Pastor Greg Laurie says it's best to consult the designer of marriages. This week on A New Beginning, in one of his most requested studies of the year, he helps us put God's wisdom to work in our homes. Join us for good insight this week on A New Beginning. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. Attention, if you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance, and you better watch out, because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let the tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They're Experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks that the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, they'll fight to get you the best deal possible. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. 
That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954. Or visit MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. I didn't think it was possible to meet someone like Susan. We just clicked after realizing we each have a strong sense of self and share the same core values in life. After taking our advanced personality test, Daniel and Susan matched on Silver Singles, the secure dating site for 50-plus singles who know what they want. Sign up today at silversingles.com slash meet. That's silversingles.com slash meet. Eight actors representing true customer testimonials. Names have been changed. It was last Monday night that uh, I was watching Monday Night Football, as I do on a weekly basis, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, I was kind of watching it with one eye, and uh, I realized that something unusual had happened, because I watched a player kind of, you know, he he stood up, and they fell over. Anyway, that was the beginning of the DeMar Hamlin saga, and it was incredibly scary and sad to watch. Um, it was one of those moments when you feel like, is this game out of control? Like, have people become too big? Have they become too strong? Uh, it's something I think a lot of people, including me, have feared for a long time. Is somebody, you know, th- this is such a violent game. Somebody's going to die on the field someday. Well, you know, I don't think any of us ever expected that it would be in that way, where someone just goes into sudden cardiac arrest on the field, which is what happened to Demar Hamlin. And now that we're, you know, ten, eleven days out, the great news is, the unbelievable news is that he is back at home after two different hospital stays. But um, I think it's important to ask the question: What was going on when pretty much everybody who watched football in America? All of a sudden thought it was okay to pray for DeMar Hamlin, especially because a lot of us are living in a society that says, hey, we're just science paced. There's no place for prayer. Happy to welcome Paul Emery Putz to the program, assistant director of the Faith and Sports Institute at Baylor University. Paul, we're glad you're here. Thanks for having me. So, Paul. Were you watching the the, uh, game at the time? And if you were or even if you weren't, give me your thoughts. So I was on social media, which is, you know, shouldn't be bragging about that, but this is the life we live in, right? So I'm on Twitter, and that's really how I first came across the news. So I saw people tweeting about it and said, okay, I better check out what's happening, and flipped over to the game and saw what was going on. So, yeah, it was, for me, social media sending me to television, and then, you know, just I really couldn't watch it that long, just the – the tragedy of it, and and like you said, uh, it was unprecedented in terms of seeing that live. And this isn't just a hard football hit. This is this is a life or death situation. So, uh, yeah, for me, it was it was something I've I watched sports a long time, haven't really seen, but the social media impact made it different as well. 
So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so our science-based society, you know, we're only evidence, um, all of a sudden was gathered around a young man and pray, praying for him, praying for DeMar, number three. They were everywhere, all over social media, inside every sports facility, um, inside, you know, televised on every game. Uh, Dan Orlovsky's praying on ESPN. I mean, how did you, what did you think when you saw that unfold? You know, I guess there's two thoughts I had. One is, and this is just from my work as a historian, one of the fascinating things about sports is that if you trace its trajectory for the last 100 years, even though society has gotten more secular, sports have actually gotten more religious. You know, you can find more athletes now talking about Jesus, praying, even athletes of other faiths, even though they're not Christians, you know, being public about their faith you'll find more of them now than you did 100 years ago. So in some regards, sports is this unique space, I think, in our culture where religion is more prominent. Mm. Um, you know, but the second piece is, I, I think, as Christians, when we look at what happened with Tamar Hamlin, you have this outpouring of prayer. And I think it's important not to say that, you know, prayer is like opposed to you know, medical science in terms of the healing powers of it, right? Instead, I think it's to say that God actually works through doctors and mm-hmm. people care and can, like, you know, the, the, the trainer who goes out and gives him CPR, right? God is working through that person. The hospital that takes Tamar Hamlin and the, the advances in medicine that they use to, you know, restore him, recover him, those are the means that God uses. Now, God doesn't have to do that, right? God can work in the miraculous. He can work in ways you don't understand. But I think as Christians, we know the world belongs to God ultimately. And so he can use human beings doing work, doing the work God has called them to. And so I loved seeing this picture of prayer and, you know, hardworking doctors, trainers, carrying out the work uh, in a way that reflects God's healing and restoring powers. I mean, it is true, and, and you talk about this, Paul, that, you know, faith without works is dead. So there's a combination uh, of man and medical science, and, of course, uh, our cries to the Lord, and uh, those two work together. Uh, people, I mean, the NFL has been so uh, sort of careful, right, I, I think uh, is put more the polite word about how they would view Christians. Um, w- what about that? I mean, to, for people who were there— and of course, you know, in the in the stands and across the network and on social media, it felt as though it was a groundswell when the NFL has been so divisive, especially for conservatives where people, oh, I'm not going to take a knee. Now, all of a sudden, someone's taking a knee and they're asking for help from God. Yeah, it was a unique moment, right, in polarized times to have the sense of people coming together under this idea of faith. And, and of course, you know, the people praying, there's going to be a whole lot of different types of people. You know, there's going to be people who might be identified as woke and people identified as MAGA and like all these divides we've created. You know, when it comes to life or death, I think people, and this is what we believe as Christians, like people have this yearning inside of them, this impulse to seek what's eternal. And so I think in that, you know, in terms of just stepping back and, and seeing people's immediate reaction to this crisis, to this time when you don't know, like, how do I respond or react to this? Turning to God. Um, And and so I think that that was interesting. I think, 
you know, I mentioned this before with sports, uh, it really is this, this uniquely religious space in, in American culture. And even if you were to, I'd encourage people listening to check out Sports Spectrum and follow Jason Romano. Uh, if you don't, he's, uh, he's on Twitter. He sort of leads a lot of Sports Spectrum's initiatives. But, you know, this Sports Spectrum really highlights all of the Christians involved in sports, and especially in the NFL. And you would, you'll find a, really a thriving culture of Christian faith there. And, and a lot of times it happens behind the scenes, and sometimes it does get criticized, right? I mean, <laughs> think back to the Tim Tebow uh, right. stuff when that, that occurred 10 years ago. But at the same time, I think because of the faithfulness of Christians in the league over the last four decades, they've also built some trust and relationships behind the scenes, which meant that when people were saying, who do we turn to now? If you were to read behind the scenes, you'll find out that there's a a Bills chaplain and a Bengals chaplain, both Christians who are organizing prayers, they're working with players and, and meeting the needs in that circumstance. So I think, you know, sometimes, sometimes we can we can forget the ways God is still at work. It might feel like I think Christians can feel oftentimes a sense of, hey, we've lost influence here. Things aren't like they were before. But sports are they're a unique place where you'll find really a growth of religious expression, and especially if you follow along with Sports Spectrum, you'll see some of the good work that's happening. Paul Emery Putz is with us, Assistant Director of the Faith and Sports Institute at Baylor University. Paul, what you're saying is so interesting to me because you mentioned Twitter at the start of our conversation. Uh, John and I have to be on Twitter for our jobs, but it's dominated by the political realm. Twitter is. And you want to talk about like a godless space. (laughs) And there's just so much. It's so vitriolic. Um, that when people bring up faith, it either it's just attacked by other people. And so it's fascinating to me to hear you say that the sports world is so different than that. Now, you know, when I think about the like a particular example here in Pittsburgh, there for ever since I was born my entire life, I can think of how strong the Christians were represented in the Steelers, in the Pirates organization. Um, mm. So that's something that is you know, uh, is something that I fully understand, but in a national basis, I didn't know that it would be like that. Yeah. And, you know, it's certainly the case that these leagues aren't going out there and, uh, putting Christians front and center, sure, right? It's, right. It's not so much that the NFL. No, I'm not saying it comes baseball, from the top down, but yeah, exactly. So you're, you'll still see some of that, um, you know, some of that divide carries over into sports. We see this for sure. It's, it's going to reach to those levels too. But I think there's something about um, the behind-the-scenes work. When we step away from Twitter, right, when we, when we step outside of social media, and I've been lucky in my work at, at Baylor, I get to, to connect with and meet with some of these sports chaplains and sports ministers who are doing the work on the ground. And when you just talk to people, figure out what is it, what are your hopes and dreams? What are your fears? How does God speak to that? How does the Bible speak to that? Like on a real practical level, I think that's where we see the power of faith. And, and unfortunately, what social media prioritizes is ganging up on people. You know, you're on the other side and we're on this side. And it really prioritizes an ugliness, I think. Um, but when you see the work on the ground in sports, it's about what are the practical needs that, that need to be met? How do we come together? Even if we have 
different ideas about faith, different ideas about politics. You're going to have a whole range in sports. I really think there's a lesson there of the ways that Christians operate in these sports leagues, uh, even in a way that commends them to non-Christians, where they could say, there's something here that we respect. Like, a, like, like Dan Orlovsky, right? When he goes on ESPN and says that prayer, that's because this is a former player who'd been shaped by his time in the NFL and had built up relationship and trust. So I, I, I loved seeing that come to light in public because so often the images and messages we see are, are, like you said, so divisive and polarizing. Very nice. We're talking with Paul Putz. He wrote a terrific piece uh, in Christianity Today. It's online. After answered prayers for DeMar Hamlin, what's next? So, Paul, uh, we're really curious about you and Baylor, assistant director of uh, Sports Institute. What's it like? What are you teaching young minds in college about sports and faith? Well, that's a that's a, a, a whole uh... Whole, whole loaded question there. We could spend a whole semester. I'll have to invite you to, to a bet. class. Yeah. And I'm still learning all the time, too. But, you know, at the end of the day, we try to help people look at sports through the lens of the biblical story. I think so often okay. the way that we, we do this in culture, right, is we, we take sports because it's so powerful and it's really an idol for a lot of people. And we, we let sports shape how we see God, see the Bible, see others. And what we want to do is we want to say, no, 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 we need to start with the biblical story. What does God say we are? What does God say about our place in the world? And then let's put sports underneath the authority of God's perspective of the world. And I think when we do that, we're going to be able to appreciate sports. Good gift from God. There's an author I, I, I like, pastor's name is Jeremy Treat, and he often uses mine, which I'll probably butcher, but he says that sports— uh, are a good gift, but a terrible God. Mm. And I think that's a great way to think of it, right? It's Sport is a good gift if we receive it as a gift, but don't put it in a place that it was never intended to have. Mm. And so does that mean that you work for Baylor and it, supported by the university? That's right, yeah. So wow. I'm actually at the seminary at Baylor. So we that's something else unique about us. We are a Truett Seminary, which is part of Baylor University. So we're, we're one of the colleges there. And we focus on theological education. Uh, it's, it's distinct from a lot of seminaries. Very few seminaries are going to say, let's study sports. In fact, I can tell you as a scholar who went and did the whole academia thing, uh, most academics don't really like sports and they don't want to talk about it unless they're going to criticize it. Mm-hmm. And so for us to be able to be at a seminary to take research seriously, which we do at Baylor, to take Christian convictions seriously, um, you know, to have a, a evangelical identity that's rooted on, you know, the authority of the Bible, the truth of, of, of God revealed in Christ, but then to connect that to big-time athletics, which we also have at Baylor. Uh, it's, it's really a distinctive, a distinctive place, and we're trying to steward that position that we have well so that we can be a resource for others. Well, that's terrific, Paul. Uh, you know, you're talking to a largely Pittsburgh audience filled, packed with sports fans. I mean, sports is what we do here. And so, um, you're welcome to join us anytime. Very happy to have met you. And, um, how's your Baylor men's basketball team looking this year? Well, we've been spoiled because uh, in the past, you know, we were right there yeah, hanging around the top spot for, for most of the season. And, and now, uh, you know, it's, 
we haven't been been up near the top, but we have faith that give us the tournament, give us the Big 12 mm-hmm. tournament, the NCAA tournament, Scott Drew will have us there contending. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a lot of confidence. I appreciate that. That's Paul Emery Pets. You know, Scott Drew's proven it. <laughs> exactly. Assistant Director of the Faith and Sports Institute at Baylor University. All I can say to that is hail to Pitt. I mean, we're coming back, Paul. I feel good about it. It's the first good team we've had in a long time. Thanks, hey, Paul. You know what? I, res- I respect what y'all are doing. I like the blue collar Pittsburgh. I like it. Good to talk to you, Paul. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month. SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. MTS stands for Master of Theological Studies, and it's a two-year degree for those who want to just deepen in their theological knowledge. With an MTS degree from RPTS, you can be ready for whatever God calls you to. We have three areas of concentration, biblical counseling, biblical studies, either the Old or the New Testament. You can also do one in doctrinal or historical studies. Learn how to get your Master of Theological Studies degree entirely online at rpts.edu. RPTS. Study under pastors. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now. DeeperFaithCruise.com. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. I often find myself sitting at the stoplight near the, I don't know, the outskirts of downtown looking at what used to be the Civic Arena. 
Um, and I'm waiting for the light to turn green. I'm going to kind of bear left and go into Bigelow Boulevard and go into Oakland. So that's kind of a, an, a resting spot that I am in frequently. And so I've been very interested to see this, you know, the evolution of this parking garage, I guess they're building and all the other plans uh, for that space that apparently have been jointly agreed on um, by the powers that be. But it does make me often wonder, like, is this plan that we have going up, is this going to be any better than the whole civic arena, which, you know, according to many people, many Pittsburghers, you know, ruined the viability of the Hill District. Um, So John, what do you know about that? Yeah, well, uh, so uh, Renaissance, the Pittsburgh Renaissance, right? That was started after World War II. And, of course, it, it did change the um, smoky city into the city that we know it now. But the Lower Hill District, where the Civic Arena stood for decades, was once a, a vibrant and engaged black neighborhood. I mean, there's no wiggle room there. It's a historical fact. And thousands and thousands of people called it home called it their shopping district, called it their neighborhood. But uh, in the mid-50s, the city condemned that entire area, acres and acres of the Hill District, Lower Hill District, and uh, they started to build the site that we know of as the Civic Arena. Now, now part of that demolition uh, involved the Bethel AME Church, which was one of the major black churches in the Hill District. Now, uh, yesterday, it was announced by the Reverend Dale Snyder, who is a pastor of the Hill District Church, Bethel AME, which, of course, is no longer there, but in a different site. He said that he and the entity of the Pittsburgh Penguins are very close to signing a deal that will give Bethel AME not the exact uh, geographical footprint that they once had, but close to that spot, almost one and a half acres of site that Bethel AME will rebuild their new old church. And along with that, some retail, some daycare, some elderly housing, a mix that will return that site to what it once was. It's it's an odd thing, Kath, because, you know, the Pens, whenever they tore down the arena and, and built, you know, the new arena, their whole master plan was based on office space and or retail. Now, of course, no one could figure out what was going to happen uh, when the pandemic hit. And you look at any urban downtown area, Pittsburgh, downtown Pittsburgh, there's a glut of office space. So the Penguins, I believe, are adjusting in some way. And this this action, I won't even call it a gift. It's just the right thing to do. Uh, is now going to involve a larger footprint for Bethel AME. Mm. I think it's good for everybody all around. I think it's good for everybody, too. I wonder, have they been worshiping in another building? All this time? Or? Yeah, there okay. is another building. Yeah, and, yeah. and it was built in the early 60s. And it's, of course, it's a modern facility. It's a shadow of what once, you know, that church, Bethel AME, that was there from 1902 to 1957. So and it was an ancient, ancient building. Wow. In other local news, I also see, John, um, something that is going to affect me, perhaps, uh, in the northern direction in which I live. PennDOT has temporarily lifted the occupancy requirement on the outbound HOV lane. Bring it. Is that a big waste or what? It's a big waste. If I, if I could exchange the HOV lane for, like, a train or some, yeah. you know what I mean? Some, I don't even need a high speed a train, I guess, something that would take people from the north into Oakland, into downtown, into the, into the north side, whatever. I mean, it has, it's a total waste of space. 
Yeah. Okay. So that's not my commute. It's your daily commute. Yes, it is. What's it like in the morning? I mean, is it filled with traffic or was it once filled with traffic? The HOV lane? Yeah. I have no idea. I seriously don't. I mean, I because my commute is not in the morning, you know, I can't tell you. Um, yeah. I Evening commute? There's e- nobody on it. There's no. There's very, very few people on it. And, of course, the only way you can get on it is e- either you're over at the Civic Arena, the old Civic Arena, um, or you are in the north side leaving, you know, uh, w- when you're leaving a baseball game, it's really terrific for me to get home. Yeah. But it's like me and one other person on there. It just seems like right. uh, there's got to be something better we can do. Anyway, let's just be glad that now you can just, for a, a short period of time, just take your own little self and enjoy the outbound HOV. Hey, it's been terrific to have you along for the Thursday edition of The Ride Home. John, happy to have you here from your home studio. Thank you. Thank you to Lexi and Gary for helping us stay on the air today. Thanks to all of you. Have a terrific night, Pittsburgh. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.